Welcome to the Greater Things Podcast. In this series, Matt is inspiring our curiosity about the Kingdom of God. Okay, well today I'm here once again with my a very good friend in Carrie Ann, and she goes by KA to all of those people close to her. Yes. And just for argument's sake, we're just going to go with KA today. Sounds How's good. that? Yep, I'm in. <laughs> That's good. Well, this is the second episode I've done with uh, KA, and uh, if you haven't caught up uh, with who Carrie Ann is yet, I might just get her to do just a, a quick introduction as to who is Carrie Ann. Oh, okay. Who is Carrie Ann? Well, I live um, in beautiful Bagara, which is on this um, up the coast in Queensland in Australia. So we're in a beautiful little coastal town. I have three of my amazing children still at home. And my fourth, my eldest, is living in America at the moment with his beautiful wife studying at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. I am a loving mum. I really am. I'm a mum. <laughs> I love being a mum. And I'm also a, a prophetic artist, an author, a kingdom thought technician, kingdom living mentor, amongst other amazing things. I am also a lover of God and just absolutely love hanging out with spirit-filled people. <laughs> what a great introduction of yourself. That was awesome. <laughs> like. <laughs> There's a lot of things I love even listening into that introduction. I think if anyone listened to our first podcast, it was very much around the kingdom of God and what that means to us and, and some of the things that we've seen shifting uh, from where we've been. Um, and for both you and I, in somewhat of a religious conversation to something less or not even at all. Yes. <laughs> but every now and then that religious thinking does filter back into our systems. And for so many Christians, uh, Ka, we we want to live in the fullness or the freedom. Like that's uh, Galatians five one. You are free, so stay free. And the way that we live it is that we are free. Not that we're about to be free, or we can be free, or we might be free, but but we are free. Mm. So often I find, even with our, uh, my religious hat on, whenever I want to pull that thing out of the cupboard, <laughs> probably should burn it. Um, yep. I start thinking thoughts of the past and the way things were and the way that operated. Do you have thoughts like that or what do you do with thoughts like that? Yeah, I definitely have thoughts of the past. I guess um, one of the things I've learned along the way is that um, memories have a really great way of bringing back thoughts of the past and quite often it depends who's bringing the memory to your mind that I've learned to have to discern. So sometimes God can be bringing memories back because he wants to show me something new or just explain something that happened in that moment, which is really great. But then quite honestly, most of the time memories come back because the enemy is having a field day and wanting to use that as a way to pull me back, hold me back, stop me from moving forward into the new thing that the Lord has for me. So learning how to manage those memories abundantly well and steward them with the Father's heart over them is really, really powerful and important. So I've had to learn how to do that and do that really well. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. It's nearly like um, it's not something we're actually taught in churches all that much. It's 
I think in churches we're taught to forget the past. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. But then there's so much honey in the past. Like God doesn't waste anything, does he? So all our story matters. You see that throughout the word. How many stories are mentioned, the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything that's in between, and yeah. God uses it all. He wastes nothing. So why would he not do the same for us? So even in my hardest places or my places of deepest regret or sorrow, there is God in amongst yeah. all of that telling me the truth of who I am, telling me um, my value and and what he was showing me at that time and how he was there to comfort or guide me, you know, like those places, even though they can be scary or hard to go back to, they carry such richness and beauty of God's glory and um, it's always worth going back with him when he's inviting you to. I love that. Isn't that what we do when we read the Bible, though? We always go back to see what happened or how it happened. And like we obviously can't stand there with Moses at the burning bush and go, okay, that's a burning bush and it's not on fire and there's somebody talking to me from it. Yeah. Like in these days, if that happened, you'd be looking around for people to put a white coat on you and uh, drag you off to a, a mental health institution. Uh-huh, yes. But so often, like this is the thing, like we, when the Apostle Paul says forget the past and strive for the or mm. look for the future, I think at times we take that vastly out of context because nobody can actually forget the past. Mm-mm. It's amnesia. Yeah. Yeah. Or suppression of thoughts, but yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or trauma, right? Like that's, trauma, that's a thing. Yes. Like trauma can actually close ourselves down so we, we cannot not remember that sort of stuff. And so it's not about forgetting the past. For me, it's reconciling. And I think that's more connected when Paul says work out your salvation, like work out your deliverance or work out your freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens when we're all, when we're doing that personally as well. Yeah, I like that. And I think that's really powerful and important to remember because, like, I look at my life and how the Lord has taken me back to places. Like, for example, when my marriage broke down and walked out, divorce, um, that was a very painful, traumatic season for me. But now I stand in a place where I go, that was my place of victory. I could only say that now as my place of victory because I've been able to go back into that place of trauma, allow the Lord to heal me and reveal to me the truth about who I am and what was happening in that moment. And that becomes that few, that that past becomes my current to move me into my future. I need that because it's an essential part of the puzzle of who I am and I, it, it causes the momentum and even the, if I could say it this way, it heals the timeline so that I can be brought into the new age so that I can step into the new age, new era, the new thing that God is doing because I've had the restoration of the old. Yeah, and I think that's the gold in each of our lives as well. Because we need to know what we've overcome. Mm. We need to see, like when the Apostle Paul says, change the way you think or let the Spirit lead you into that place of transformation. If we're not thinking any different than we did before, then we'll keep making the same choices and decisions that we made before. Yeah. And for many of us, like I'm sure there's been plenty of brilliant decisions you've made, but there's yeah. some you just go, hmm, what was I thinking? <laughs> There has been, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, this is what I love about you, K.A., is you let people into that place. Mm. You allow them to see that mm. place. So when you even you talk about your divorce, in, divorces in this conversation, you're uh, allowing us to go, you know what, 
some parts of my life just has not worked out like the fairy tale was supposed to work out. But the thing that has worked out is the kingdom and the goodness of God and the grace of God and and all of that. And it, I find talking with you, my faith grows by listening to your stories because your stories, uh, like they're your testimony. And so when I hear you prophesy, it's one of the things, and you know how I love to be, you yeah. testify from your, you, you prophesy from the place of your testimony. And so when someone has gone through a difficult time, they're so powerful in prophesying to others who have gone through that time as well. Would you agree with that? That's it. That's it. Because there's a place of empathy and understanding. But then even as revelations say, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So our testimony has strength. It has power. It has purpose. It has um, even a place of an, like an, I just picture an arrow being shot into a target because of my testimony. I can speak the prophetic word and it will hit the target um, because I already know, because I'm in that place of knowing the goodness of the Father because I've walked it out already myself. Oh, that's so good. See, like even as a pastor, because often when I hear people talk, I, I like I've been pastoring for so long, I put myself in that place of going, um, why did I withhold voices? Or why did I think my voice was more important than anyone else's? It's the stupidest thing I've ever done. It, or probably not the stupidest thing. <laughs> probably think a few other things. But, but to withhold a voice like yours, like it's just crazy to talk. So I wonder how many people are hidden in churches that have got these extraordinary stories of what God has done, mm. but where do they share them? Like mm. where do people hear these things? Like how do they engage with these things? Mm. And I often wonder whether churches are even set up to do that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, I would I would chime in on that and say, no, they're not, but that's because that's the old world system. That's yeah. the way it's been always operating. And we don't, we haven't seen it before because it, the veil hadn't been lifted until recently to understand the fullness of the value of the kingdom in each and every person. Mm-hmm. Like that's jumping into Ephesians as well to see the fullness of the inheritance of Jesus in the saints. Um, I know that I only had that revelation uh, probably five or six years back where I just read that scripture and it just was like, oh, my gosh, I have never seen that before. Why have I never seen that before? Because it's not been modelled. It was not around me. It's not something I ever experienced. But because I was seeking, I was asking, I was knocking on the door with the Lord going, show me something new, that's what he showed me. And it changed. It was like this revelatory moment that had substance to it. There was the glory of God. There it was being revealed in that scripture. All of a sudden, I realized why I'm on the planet because this is something that like you, like you, Matt and myself, we're called to do, to pull out the treasure and the beautiful brilliance in others because they have a voice and they need to be heard. They need to be seen. And that's the glorious inheritance of the saints. Yeah. And it's right here on the planet. It's like it's hidden in plain sight, that phrase that we we often use. It's just that sort of conversation, I think, that is lost at times in communities because, again, like you say, we've just built communities around a platform rather than built them around a relationship. And for me, like like it's cool when you preach to a lot of people, like it's, like I don't know, it's cool to do it, but the value I gain is by sitting with people. And it's, again, it's not a selfish thing because there's a cross flow of information, there's a cross flow of identity. But when you're sitting with someone who actually wants to see you and like, you know how Jesus said, don't judge by what you see, look beneath the surface. That verse for me, uh, it was nearly like a, 
an awakening aha moment when I, I read it, like because it's just Jesus going, did you not see what I did 2,000 years ago? Like he created a revolution, like whichever way you want to put it. Like people are going, you want to do what? Uh, and there's Jesus, like he's, he's present. He's looking. The woman who fights her way through the crowd and to reach out. He's not willing just to go, yeah, that's cool, she's healed. He yeah. wants to restore her into community. And I, I see this uh, operating in Jesus. And I, I wonder at times, even when I was pastoring, where I, where I got lost in that conversation. And, 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 again, it's not about crying over spilt milk anymore. You can't do that. But what you and I have the ability to do is to bring a place, of uh, again, of um, revolution or restoration into the kingdom of God. Yeah. By simply being present. Yeah, absolutely. Like that in itself. Mic drop. Okay, there we go. Done. Yeah. Being present. Being yeah. present, being seen, seeing and being seen, being heard and being a voice, being all of that all together, one-on-one or a couple of people together, like all that. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness. How powerful is that? It's powerful and it's also simple. Yeah. I think simplicity is avoided at times. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we, we seem to think that things have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. But it isn't that hard. Mm-mm. It's not that hard. And that's, and again, I wonder if that's part of the problem too. Yeah. If we made it really hard for people to work hard at, they would feel like they've achieved something. And Jesus is like, no, just being you is what I've created you to be. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. But like you say, we have to we have this tendency to overcomplicate it or create it to be more than that. And I think that's the the culture that we've grown up in. Hmm. You know, it like is. for me it has been that for sure. Like it's just that's the culture we've grown up in. So to be able to release a different culture to be able to speak a different reality, let's keep it simple, let's keep it down to presence, let's keep it down to let's just talk and get to know each other and let's see where God takes it. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant for me because it's his design. I, and I, Well, I think it's his design all the way along. And, like, I know lots of people gain a lot of value in the way that they do church and the way they engage with the community, and there's no offence in that at all, and I'm not meaning to bring any offence into it. Mm. But sometimes I've found as a pastor I have made it too complicated and then you get to the point when you go, well, why isn't anyone connecting? Yeah. Well, connection was never supposed to be complicated. Mm. And uh, it's something that, and again, it's something that you do profoundly well. Is One of the things I, I do want to pick your brain about too because you are like a kingdom mentor, I think. Is that how you explain yourself, a kingdom mentor? Kingdom living mentor, teaching kingdom, people how to live the kingdom. Yeah, it's better than being a kingdom dead mentor. That, that wouldn't be helpful, right? <laughs> that wouldn't be helpful. <laughs> if anyone knows Ka, life and living is who she is and that's why it would be in the title. It's amazing. What's your heart behind mentoring people then? So you talk about simply, you talk about being present. Mm. Like what does that look like for you? Like if someone signs up for a course and goes, right, this is what I want to do. Yeah. It looks like, um, I, okay, there's a couple of different ways I can come at this, but and I'm really conscious of what you said before about the connecting and doing relationship really well. 
A big part of my journey when I um, went through my first divorce was recognising that I needed to learn how to communicate better. I wasn't communicating very well. I'd learnt really bad skills in that regard and I knew how to be codependent so I would, you know, opt out of taking responsibility for a lot of things and I just didn't do relationship well. And as you've talked about connection and doing community and being present, I guess what's resounding in my spirit is this desire to know what it means to be a friend yeah. and how to communicate that deeply and wonderfully well, to love people into the deep places. And it's not just to be a friend, but then also to show people how to be friends with the Lord. Um, I had to learn how to be friends with him, how to, to do life with him, how to communicate with him, how to talk with him, how to hear his voice, how to know his heart. All that sort of stuff brings you into places of presence and, and um, connection and depth. And I think for me, the church, it missed that for me for a big, long time. For most of my time in church, it was like I felt like the one on the outer. Loneliness was big. I, the connecting wasn't always that easy. But in this place of mentoring, that is a big part of it, learning how to connect, learning how to go deep, teaching people how to hear the Lord's voice with clarity, with understanding, with knowing of who he is and becoming friends with the Lord. So that you can do everyday life with him and it is kept simple it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. and I don't know how I hear God's voice and it's all too hard and I'm really stressed and I can't see no turning all that down yes we have all that emotion those feelings from time to time depending on what we're going through but when we're walking this out with God as our friend as our saviour as our guide, as our one who is leading us, as the one who loves us, who's the lover of our soul, learning how to come into that place and stay in there and not ever leave his heart, that is what I'm passionate about. And if anyone's wondering if that's true or not, you've got to sit with Kay to find that out because that is 100% true. Like that's because at times I think even when we talk about we go to church, I find myself asking, is the message up the front true or not? And like listening to you talk, Kaya, and knowing your heart. Um, it's again, it's a very beautiful part of any anyone who comes into your world, that's that's the way you connect and, and draw them into that place of relationship, both with the Father and with yourself. Yeah. And so these are the sorts of things that the kingdom of God, I think, is the, the next, the new, is that the Father is looking and I, I guess in biblical language, it's, they say it's the remnant, it's the few that get this and understand this. And it's not to have pride that, that we're, the, we're the few, it's not at all. Mm. It's just the ones that have gone, you know what, this thing called religion, mm. it's just not working for me. Like it's not about what doing something so I get God's favour or doing something so I feel like I've done something for the, the week or the day or the month or the year or whatever it is. But it's about engaging with the Spirit of God in a way that is actually tangible. Yeah. It actually moves through you. It actually changes the way that you think. It changes the way that you do life. And it's, again, it's like it's, like it's releasing all the vows and all, all the, I don't know, I don't even know what the phrase is I'm looking for, but it's <laughs> pulling out all the stops. Yeah. I don't know. Every time I use phrases, KA, I'm, I'm now going, mm, people around the world actually get that phrase. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we need to have an Australian uh, slang uh, vocabulary. Yeah, we probably do. <laughs> This is to me like you talk like you spoke to me before we start about Moses at the burning bush. Yeah. What kind of religion can you wrap around that event? I can't wrap any religion around that event because there weren't any. 
But I just, I was, yeah, diving into Moses and the burning bush today um, with the Lord, just wanting to, you know, I'm just asking, as I do lots, and I'm sure everybody else does as well, asking lots and lots of questions and trying to just grasp the moment of time that I'm in. And um, the best way, you know, whenever you're in a place of unknown, the one thing you want to do is try and explain it to somebody so that you can have somebody understand what you're experiencing and quite often the unknown doesn't come with words, um, not English words anyway, or a language word that we know. Yeah. Like it's like it seems like, oh, I can't even describe this experience that I'm in. And so I was yeah, sharing with you about how I was feeling like I feel like I'm in the, the, the birthing moment or the, the starting of a miracle. Something is happening and it's tangible. And it caused me to think of Moses and the burning bush and um, and I was just looking at that scripture. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, here is a piece of identity unfolding. Mm-hmm. So we have an un- undescribable moment. The best thing that they can do is say that the, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. <laughs> but there is a fire that's happening in a bush. It should be consumed, but it's not. So here we have this this. this moment that something beyond natural limits you know like naturally speaking a bush that's burning should be consumed but it's not so it's beyond natural limits and understandings and it's opened up an encounter because Moses chose wonder he chose to turn aside in wonder and have a look at what was unfolding so here is this beautiful um it's just beautiful. Like I look at this and just, this is beautiful. What was Moses thinking? What was happening in his head? Like other than he says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. And why does the bush not burn? Like he's asking these questions. Why does it not burn? What is going on here? I'm caused to be in wonder. And here he encounters the Lord and identity and everything else that unfolds from there. It's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful place to be. And so I'm just, I'm just processing that out in my life at the moment. If I'm in this place and I'm looking for the wonder, I'm going to see identity and I'm going to experience the glory of God and I'm going to encounter him and his presence. I'm here. I'm in. Count me in. I'm yeah. in. Let's go. Yeah. That's powerful. Because it also talks about how tangibly then it's actually affecting your world and your life. Because mm. these are real experiences. Yeah. They're not just um, like sometimes, like sometimes I think it's a, people talk like they're fairy tales, but these are actual experiences. Mm. Because again, knowing you as long as I have, I've watched transformation and change mm. happen. Uh, I've watched peace become just such a powerful and it's always been, but you, you just seem to have gotten to another level lately. It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. God's doing something big in the concept of peace flowing through you. But, again, these are what we call fruits of the Holy Spirit in the Bible, but they're tangible in the expressions of our lives today. And so the wonder moment, mm-hmm. see, when you spoke that word wonder, for me there's a, there is peace in that. Mm-hmm. There's also some joy. Like, where, what's, what's that word wonder mean to you when you hear it like that? I just think of being a little kid and yeah. just lining up for let's go on the next ride, Papa, or let's go and experience that ice cream that looks amazing, or what's going on with that star? Can we go fly up there and have a look? You know, like just that childlike wonder, joy, excitement, adventure, adventure, definitely adventure. <laughs> so good. And now we're just about come to where we're going to put a bit of a full stop in this moment. But, Kay, what I love about this conversation, the word that keeps coming back to my head is simplify or simply living or simply loving. 
obviously the word simple is a bit of a theme. Uh, is there any other words that you had from today that you, as you think back on what we've chatted through, like is there uh, another theme? What do you think? Definitely the simple, definitely presence, yeah. presence that leads to friendship and then let's let's use wonder because wonder's pretty good. Like in the simplicity of doing life with the Lord as we come into his presence and know him as a friend, we experience wonder. That's how I would sum it up. Yeah. Those moments of Moses by burning bushes or you think about Gideon who mm. was in a, in a wine press threshing wheat, uh, I guess like even with Mary when the angel turned up. All of these are unexpected moments, but these people seem to be up for that conversation. Mm. Ka, I reckon you're one of those people. <laughs> Amen. Always. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Well, I've got a plane about to go over my head uh, in the recording. So yeah. we we uh, receive that as something's coming into landing. Mm. Um, it's funny, every time I go to record, for some reason they must know that I'm doing that and they change the flight path in Sydney and um, or I take it prophetically. How about we do that? Let's do yes, that. Definitely take it prophetically. It's okay. I just want to say thank you for your time. But, again, what's landing in your life and your world right now is very much the very things that you've shared with us. And, again, it's one of the reasons why I love hanging out with you because you're, you're, the revelation that God speaks to you is so present in this very moment. I know you weren't digging around three years ago to find a, a dream journal to find what you were going to bring and speak today. It's, this is what is actually happening yeah. today. That's the presence conversation, mm-hmm. and I think you do that supremely well. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's also also very good to have somebody who does it well with you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me? Yeah, that's you. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Uh, so... Let's just say thanks. Uh, I'm sure that Kay and I will be back doing other stuff as well. Um, there's other conversations, Kay. I want to pick your brain about the creative yes. uh, because I just think God is just doing such a great work in uh, the creative. Uh, well, he's always done a great work. That's probably an understatement of the day. Um, but I would love uh, in another podcast to listen to your heart for creativity in a sentence or a phrase. Mm-hmm. Could you give people a taster for what that might be? Well, creativity for me right now is always found in the abstract, which means letting go of any preconceived ideas, any box, any um, framework that you've ever had and just letting go and releasing the mysteries and the, um, the written eternity that is on your heart because that speaks volumes to what is currently happening in the world today. <laughs> Love it. I can't wait to do that uh, podcast. I'm just trying to rack my brain for my next spot in my diary that I can fit that in. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, If you've liked this chat, there's a little thing down the bottom called buy me a coffee. And so if you'd like to just buy us a coffee, we would love that level of support to come in. Otherwise, just thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. Connect with Greater Things International on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube or at greaterthingsinternational.com.